Welcome to Making Sense of the Madness. I'm your host, Sean Morgan. We're going to question the mainstream narrative and expose media propaganda like we always do. We're going to interview Bob Healy, the inventor of the grill gun, really cool patriot who sponsors our show. We're going to dig into his invention. We're also going to get a special economic alert from Dr. Kirk Elliott and James Grunvig. Uh, they are, you know, James is a host on another AMP show and Dr. Kirk Elliott is a partner with us. They have been researching what's going on in this economic chaos. They're going to help us make sense of it all as soon as we get back from a word from our sponsor. In early 2021, a short squeeze in silver was initiated. What does this mean? It means that individual investors can take advantage of a global supply shortage in silver, while the big banks will have to end their contracts with physical delivery of an asset that's becoming scarce to non-existent. Low supply plus high demand will cause prices to increase rapidly. The only way to take advantage of a short squeeze is to own physical silver. Call Sovereign Advisors today. They have over 27 years of experience identifying these trends. So so you can maximize your return while at the same time minimize your risk. Call them today before prices go up any further. 720-605-3900. I'm Clay Clark and I'm not an inventor. And this is Bob. My name is Bob Healy and I'm the inventor of the Grill Blazer Grill Gun. Gentlemen, let me introduce you to the Grill Gun. Oh! I would have greened that anyway. I need that! Yes! Bob, how does your equation work? Okay, now hang on. It's a fairly sophisticated equation. You have a grill gun. It creates fire. Fire plus grilling equals America. You push it down and... Yeah. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. Check it out! <laughs> America! Hello everyone, this is John Michael Chambers, the creator and founder of American Media Periscope. On behalf of everyone here at Periscope, I wish you all a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a happy, healthy, safe, and prosperous New Year. May God continue to shine His light over all of our brothers and sisters here in America and all across the world. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas everywhere. Hello, everyone. This is John Michael Chambers, the creator and founder of American Media Periscope. Now, did you know that annuities are a great way to protect a portion of your retirement portfolio from downside risk? And unlike CDs and money market accounts, they accumulate tax deferred and can participate in the upside of market indexes. And they are probate-free and can provide an income you can't outlive. Let a company you can trust help you select an annuity that's right for you. Call the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. That's 844-USA-2024. Tell them John Michael Chambers sent you. Take a look in the description below. You can get that free consultation about annuities. Well, Bob Healy is the founder of Grill Blazer, the inventor of the grill gun, and now a survivor of terminal stage four prostate cancer that should have killed him a year ago, but now he's cancer-free. Let's welcome Bob Healy to the program. Thank you, Sean. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's great to have you. So tell me, start at the beginning. You know, What problem did you see that made you want to invent this, this cool invention? Oh, well, um, it's... 
really what happened was in December of 2017, I guess it was, I was out on my, it was December, 30 degrees outside. I was out on my uh, porch grilling like I do every week. And I was uh, sort of between jobs, if you will. I wasn't needed anymore where I had been working. And so I thought I just needed to start my own company. I needed to figure out what I wanted to make. And so I decided that um, I needed to make what I did every day when I went out to light my charcoal available to everyone. I just didn't know how to make it. I didn't know what I was going to end up with, just that I needed to make it a thing. And what I'm talking about is this lighting a charcoal with a high-powered propane torch. So I had, for 15 years, I've been lighting my charcoal grill with, a, you know, kind of the run-of-the-mill uh, run weed burner torch. And it's got to be 400,000 BTUs in order to light charcoal. But nobody, I mean, for a decade and a half, nobody came over and saw me light my charcoal grill like that and said, man, I got to have one of those. And um, so as it was in December 2017, I was sitting there thinking, what do I need to do to make this a thing so everybody can do that? Get rid of lighter fluid. Get rid of the long wait that it takes to light your charcoal with a charcoal chimney. So I talked to my sons-in-law and my sons, and I asked them, I said, what is it, what it would take for other people to want to do this? And we thought about it for a while, and they decided it needed to look like a gun, a gun that shoots fire. And so after I pushed back as hard as I could, saying, you know, it's not politically correct or, you know, all the other excuses I could come up with, I decided that I'd really rather sell something really cool to at least half the people in the country that are going to really like guns that shoot fire. And so that's <laughs> where it started. I just, I just went into my house and pulled my pistol out. I actually have a Bursa 380 that this was modeled after, even though it looks like a Glock. And I had to try and figure out what is it, what makes a gun turn into a torch. And so you see it. And, you know, that's the evidence is now is the grill gun. It just took a while to figure out how to do it. So if a person's not using this kind of a torch, they're using lighter fluid, uh, is, is there more of a danger of uh, spilling the lighter fluid? And, you know, what are some of the down, you know, what are some of the drawbacks of the traditional way besides the long wait time? Well, um, the, the traditional way, there are two ways that people use. Uh, you can buy charcoal that is soaked in lighter fluid it's called match light and you can buy that and put it in your uh, grill and light it or you can buy regular charcoal and soak it with lighter fluid and light it both of those take a long time and both of those have a residual taste of, of uh, petroleum on it unless you allow the charcoal to really uh, completely gray over and burn off everything so it takes you a minimum of 30 minutes to get a fire going with lighter fluid that um, it won't give a foul taste to your food or smell bad. Or if you use the, uh, the other commonly used type as a charcoal chimney, it just takes a long time. You wad up some newspaper, put it underneath it, and, and then you're working with, um, you're working with charcoal that's lit and uh, it's in a chimney and you spread it all out across your grill and you're working with all of that being hot well if you light it with a torch 
you put all the charcoal in the grill the way you want it to be before you start doing anything. I mean, you move the grill grates aside, spread the charcoal around, uh, put the grates back over it and light the charcoal right through the grill, right through the, you know, the grates that you have that you're going to cook on. And um, at the same time, you heat up the whole grill and you can start cooking. Literally, John, all it takes me is three minutes from the time that I walk out my door with my plate full of meat and open up the charcoal cooker and add charcoal to it and um, spread it out, put the grills back, uh, grills right over it again and light it and then put the meat on and go back in the house. From the time I walk out to the time I walk back in, a maximum of three minutes. And I'm cooking on charcoal with all the, the flavor and the aroma associated with uh, hardwood charcoal. So traditionally, it would take you tens of minutes just to do the whole process and you'd still have a residual taste of that petroleum. Yeah. And now you've reduced it down to seconds. Well, what what stops right. someone from using a homemade torch or one of these other cheaper torches? What's the difference between uh, that and, and a grill gun? Well, that's what I did. I mean, there's nothing that stops them. The, the main reason you wouldn't want to do that or you would rather take advantage of the grill gun is that I'm an engineer and I designed it to be the perfect torch. So unlike any other torch that you buy, the grill gun won't wear out. It, it, um, it will light when you pull the trigger, it lights and it'll always light. And anybody who's ever bought a self-igniting torch uh, knows that in a maximum of three months, the burner, I mean, the uh, electrode fails on it. And now they're um, holding a flint lighter in front of the, the bell, the fire bell, in order to be able to light the charcoal. And that'll singe the hair on your hands or your arms. It's, it's just more dangerous than it is to light it with uh, the pull trigger that you have on the grill gun. So what I did was I said, okay, what's wrong with all the other torches that are out there? I made a list of them. And you can see that on the website down near the bottom. I listed all the problems that I had solved with the grill gun. And then I set about to design them out so that it's really the perfect torch. And it's, it, I'm, I'm telling you, every time that someone buys one, they send me pictures of themselves. And it's, it's mostly guys that buy them because it's a guy kind of thing. It's like, a grill gun is imprinted on the Y chromosome, and and if you're <laughs> if you're not a guy, you don't really have that chromosome. That doesn't mean women don't like it. It's just that guys really do, and guys will pull it out of the box and and uh, take pictures of themselves and and show their friends. And so that's what happens. Again, for 15 years, I never had anybody want to do the same thing with some run-of-the-mill torch. Run-of-the-mill, sorry, high-powered torch that you have to have. And it has to be tethered to a 20 pound bottle to make it work. You can do that with this grill gun. You can, you can, uh, like I do, you, I have a hose and I tie it right to the bottle so that I always have propane at the tank. But it, the grill gun's designed to have the little one pound bottle on it so that it's portable. You can take it, put it in the trunk of your car, go to um, the campground, state park, wherever you want to go outside and you just pull it out of the car and um, away you go. You can flame off the um, the nasty uh, squirrel and bird poop that's all over the the uh, rather unsanitary um, grills that you'll find at the state parks, campgrounds, that sort of thing, and just use them just 
just like they were young. They're all fully sanitized because you just incinerate anything that's on them. Yeah, that's what I like is you're actually providing a lot of safety uh, that people people might not realize that when you're pulling a trigger, a trigger and there's a bunch of fire coming out. But the alternative of dealing with a whole bunch of lighter fluid or uh, some kind of faulty torch uh, is actually quite dangerous. So you have two yeah. different models. Can you explain the differences between the two different models? Yes, it, that's really interesting. The I have the grill gun, which is the 21-inch guy. and uh, it puts out, you know, 400,000 BTU of of uh, flame at 3,600 degrees, which will do whatever you want it to do. You know, I use it. I live in the country, and so I use it for. It's easy to do controlled pasture burns. I have an incinerator. I use it to, um, you know, knock wasp nests off the eaves. I, I use it mostly for grilling, but it will light a charcoal grill from a, a far enough distance that the sparks that you get off of charcoal are, uh, they don't land on you. They're, they're, um, they're kind of a, anytime you light hardwood charcoal with a torch, it's kind of a 4th of July party with the sparks flying in every direction. And you want to be back away from that. And that's what the grill gun provides. Whereas the sous vide gun is, is a, different kind of torch. It looks the same, only it's got a shorter barrel, but it also has a different uh, fire bell on the end of it. And what it does is it's more a culinary torch. So you can turn it way down and use it for things that you would use a culinary torch for, where you're, um, you're flaming uh, fruits, where you're caramelizing sugar, or where you're caramelizing meat. And so that's the the name of the sous vide gun came from the uh, the notion of sous vide cooking, and sous vide is is, is spelled S O U S space V I D E sous vide, and the sous vide gun is picking up that name. And what you do when you cook sous vide is you put your meat in a, a clear plastic bag and suck all the air out of it. It's kind of a seal mill sort of thing and put it in a pot that's at the temperature that you want your food to be cooked, and you end up with perfectly cooked food. So anybody, anybody can be a professional chef cooking sous vide, and it's all over the internet. Sous vide is is very popular method of cooking, but there's not a good way to get that nice sear on the, on the meat that you have when it's cooked on charcoal. So the grill gun and the sous vide gun both do that, but the sous vide gun's kind of tailor-made for that. And you can use that in the kitchen. So that's why there's a, a distinction between the two. This, it's a small enough, short enough flame front that when you're, on the, uh, when you're in the kitchen and you are searing your meat that you cook sous vide or out on the back porch, it, it, you, uh, you can use it anywhere that you want. It's just less... Um, it's less powerful. You would not use the grill gun in the kitchen. You would use the sous vide gun in the kitchen. Um, right. Of course, anytime Actually, something I think like that, to give kitchen, people, you got to be careful. Uh, to give people the real uh, experience of this, they need to see it to understand it. So let's let's play the video so they can see how you can use this in the kitchen. Sure.
that's not the same video. Show the Zuby well, gun, uh, uh, but uh, I guess people can go to your website grillblazer.com and, and check out all the videos so they can see how you can use yeah. that in the kitchen. Yeah, the very first video on the website at grillblazer.com yeah, shows you how it's done. Sorry, you didn't have the right video. I, I somehow <laughs> no problem. sent it wrong to you. Ah, that's okay. So, you know, how, how do people get these products? Are they in stores? You know, what's the best way to get it? Well, currently the only way to buy them is online, and there are a few outlets that have them, um, but they're they're all ones that I control. So I have them available on Amazon. The grill gun's not on Amazon, but the sous vide gun is on Amazon. But if you wanted to get both of them or either of them, you can buy it at the website at grillblazer.com, and um, that's really where all of the commerce has been uh, taking place so far. As I'm expanding and, and opening different markets, I am moving them into dealers. So by next summer, you should be able to buy them in some stores. But uh, it'll, I think it's a hard sell, really, to go into a, a Home Depot or a, a Walmart or Lowe's or something like that and, and find a, a torch that's like this that they're going to put on the shelf. Now, the mom and pop shops, the grill shops, the uh, fireplace stores, um, they love it, and that's where I'm moving. Oh yeah! First. Once a man so. sees a video of, of this thing in action, I mean, it's just like you got to have it. So, uh, people can get yeah. that 10% off with AMP888 code. There's a link in yes. the description. It's on our homepage. It's at grillblazer.com. But what's next for you? I mean, you've invented these two products. Are you going to keep going? Yes, I've got um, a number of other things that Grillblazer, the reason I, I didn't call the company Grillgun was because Grillblazer is more a notion of outdoor, um, safe outdoor fun and the kind of appliances or things that you would use in the backyard doing um, uh, tailgating for football games, uh, camping, that sort of thing. So there's a lineup of other not necessarily torch, but accessory kind of items. And then there are a lot of people who want me to design other torches that will that are equally cool looking. So that's what that's what's in store for Grillblazer over the next couple of years. And, and that's why you guys had one of the most successful Kickstarter campaigns in history because 
uh, you know, when guys g- get a load of this uh, gun that shoots fire, <laughs> they just want to, you know, it's an engineering marvel. So congratulations for inventing it. I want to congratulate you for uh, overcoming cancer through faith. I, I'm sorry we didn't have time to get into that story, which is amazing. But okay. maybe next time you come on MSOM, we'll dig into that. I think that would be wonderful. I look forward to it. Great. Thank you, Bob Healy, inventor of the grill gun. Up next, we're going to talk to Dr. Kirk Elliott and James Grunvig for an economic alert as soon as we get back. Watch Great Awakenings on American Media Periscope, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific, and 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. We will give you the truth that no one else dares touch. So watch Great Awakenings. It will change your life here on American Media Periscope. See you soon. We have a special economic alert from James Grumfick, author, investigative journalist, and show host at Amp Media, and Dr. Kirk Elliott the founder of Kirk Elliott Private Advisors. He's a PhD economist, always researching the latest trends in finance and geopolitics. Let's welcome these guys to the show. Welcome. So I think you're- Hey, Sean, how are you? Hey, Hey, Sean, it's good to be here. Kirk's there, there you go. Yep, we got you now, great. So, you know, there's just so much going on. Inflation's on the rise. Stocks seem to always go up and never come down. Uh, You've got the global- bond market going up by trillions. Uh, You got negative bond yields. We're living in a bizarre economic world. Let's try to make sense of it all. Uh, Dr. Kirk Elliott, can can you start us off here with why you wanted to have an economic alert for this show? You know, we've been talking a lot, like a lot lately, about silver, why silver over gold, right? And, And when you look at where we are right now with the prices, well, there's a ratio. There's a historical ratio that takes 20 ounces of silver to buy one ounce of gold. Take silver at, say, 25 bucks. Well, if you multiply that times 20, that comes to 500. It's like gold's way more than $500, right? So so the, the, the the historical number, we're very far away from it right now. In fact, we're close to an all time high. So at 80 to 1, which is where we are right now, and we talked about this last week, but, but there's a point to why I wanted to bring it up. Silver is very undervalued. 
very undervalued because gold's not overvalued. Gold's going to keep going up. But here's what I wanted to let people know. So at $25 an ounce, there's about a billion ounces of silver produced every year around the globe. That's all the mined silver that there is. So that comes to about 25 billion. Well, last week, uh, I think it was maybe Wednesday or Thursday, um, Wall Street Bets, which is Reddit's subgroup that everybody's talking about right now, basically said, hey, world, this, this short squeeze that we started and announced back in February or March, we're, we're kicking it into high gear. So here's, here's the crazy thing. This might be the most important story for silver for 2022. I think it's going to set the stage because silver futures market oscillate between roughly 100 to 1 and 501 ratio of paper traded silver to physical silver. This is on the Reddit website. People can go and look at this post. Um, so let's just call it the average 250 ounces of open interest in the futures market. Only one ounce actually gets delivered. See, most traders um, don't actually take physical delivery. They settle with cash because let's put it into, into perspective here. If, if you were like um, pork bellies, right, <laughs> which are pigs, you don't want to settle with a truckload of a thousand pigs delivered to your door. No, they almost always settle in cash. Well, here's where in a short squeeze, Reddit, Wall Street bets, they're sticking it to JP Morgan with all these 250 to on average paper traded to physical silver. It doesn't take very much to have an epic short squeeze. So they're telling everybody, buy all the physical silver you can. So then we can stick it to JP Morgan and they're going to be forced to deliver physical silver on the flip side of those contracts, which again, on average is about a 250 to one ratio. So let's put this into perspective, okay? So, so last week in four trading days, um, Reddit and Wall Street Bets are basically finishing up what I would say their short squeeze with GameStop. Remember GameStop went up to went up 1600% in 30 days in January? Well, this is because of Reddit and Wall Street Bets. So they're finishing it up. So in four days, um, it traded $82.3 billion, okay? One whole year of, of silver production globally is $25 billion. So in three days or in four trading days, basically what they did with GameStop, it would be three times the annual entire global silver production. See, this just tells you the clout that Reddit and Wall Street Bets has and what happens when the masses wake up and individual investors can kind of stick it to the big boys, that's what's happening here. So when this happens, I mean, and they announced it, they're, they're going to want to initiate a short squeeze in silver because it's easy to do because of those crazy numbers. They want to do that after the short squeeze in GameStop is over. 2022, I think, is poised for the epic finish of the short squeeze in silver because just four days worth of trading in GameStop is equal to three entire annual global silver mine production years. There's just not enough physical silver out there at the COMEX depositories. There's just not enough. And this is, this is what the makings of an epic short squeeze look like. So everybody, <laughs> you got to gobble up as much silver as you can in preparation of this because I view this as is something like we've never seen before in, in the silver market. 
Yeah, so that that is the whole point of this economic alert for you, or an important point, is that uh, this short squeeze that was initiated uh, almost a year ago, they've been gobbling up the silver in the vaults. And now if you've got Wall Street bets and then retail jumping on, it could really accelerate this on top of the inflation where you know, traditional institutional investors usually buy silver when you have an inflationary environment. So you just got every single thing working in favor for silver right now. Uh, James Grunvig- 100%. You know, and James, James and I were talking off the air and the, the inflation numbers for November are so far off. I don't even know what the Bureau of Labor Statistics was thinking, but James, do you have those numbers of, of how far off they actually were? I don't even know what their economists were thinking. Well, they're off by light years. I mean, totally, you know, way off. So let's start off with November. We talk, let's just talk strictly uh, Biden inflation, right? They came out like on Monday of mid-November and they said, hey, November 6.9% inflation. Next day, whoops, they came back 9.8 real inflation or core inflation for November. Well, as, as Dr. Elliot knows, that's not the real, real inflation. The real, real inflation is 2.2 times higher. So if you're looking at 2.2 times higher than you know, 9.8, you're at a whopping almost 20% increase for November alone. So we're in the hyperinflation mode, aren't we, Dr. Elliott? Well, yeah. So, so that's the annualized rate of inflation is well over 20%. But that rate of growth, see, 30 days prior in, in October, the core CPI was 4.5%. It yep. went up to 9.8. That's a 117% increase in the rate of growth of inflation in 30 days. Guys, that's Venezuela-style inflation growth. That's not what happens in America. Or wait, under Bidenomics, that is what happens in America, right? So what happens when you have communist dictator that's shutting everything down and not letting people go shop because they're not wearing masks and when people aren't working, but yet they still want to get government checks of stimulus money. Where does that come from? They print money like it's going out of style. And that is the root cause of the inflationary pressures we're seeing right now is the unrelenting printing of stimulus money. That's why we have inflation. And I don't see that stopping anytime soon. No, it's going to be crazier next, to be, next year. Go ahead, it Sean. all seems to be on purpose. Uh, you know, this what's... The deep state seems to do, you know, they run these simulations, you know, right before the COVID outbreak, they did one in China, uh, you know, and recently they did this simulation with the World Economic Forum and some other organizations of some kind of cyber attack that's going to bring down the whole global economy. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, James? That is a smokescreen. So let's bring up image number one for me. This image, just I circle some things here. So circle on the left are these three organizations, Sean. That's the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank. Those are the flags. They got their own flags, believe it or not. And the Bank of International Settlements, otherwise known as BIZ. Then in the middle, we got the big you know, countries, USA, Germany, Israel, and UK. And then on the right, of course, you got Switzerland, where, where BIZ and a lot of this international banking is located. So what, what, what are they doing? So on the 9th of December, 18 days ago, those three organizations got those 10, 10 countries together and did a drill, 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 did a simulation. Well, what's funny about simulations is what? Oh, 9-11 had a, had a drill the day before. FEMA drilled downtown Manhattan, 
on 9-10, Monday, the day before 9-11 happened. Oh, what a coincidence. How about the drill in Sandy Hook uh, the day or two before that happened on also on a, fr on a Friday uh, in December 2012? What about Event 201, the most recent drill run by the World Economic Forum, which we know was not part of this thing for some reason, Bill Gates Foundation, Oh, and the, in John Hawkins University, they drilled what? They simulated what? 65 million people would die from a coronavirus coming out of South America. And they did that on the 18th of October, 2019. That same day that Wuhan Olympics, not Olympics, uh, opening ceremony for the World Military Games took place. Oh, and the same day that Wuhan turned on 20% of its capacity to be basically the first major city in Asia to go 5G all the way. And they did by the end of that year. So what we're seeing here is a drill. We're seeing a lot of predictive programming. This is the deep state. And when you got those three organizations carving up their financial crimes, think about how uh, blue collar and minimum wage has not gone up at all in the last two years. White collar is now finally, you know, the wages are finally going up now. It took 24 months. In the meantime, all the big corporation oligarchs have been stealing trillions of dollars, pulling it out of the market for the last 24 months. Under, under all these COVID restrictions, right? So this is what's been happening. So what comes next? Well, let me read you a little bit from an article that was published in NASDAQ on the 21st. It says the simulated cyber attack evolved over 10 days with sensitive data emerging on the dark web. Woo, the dark web, what does that mean? You're not gonna find out who actually did it, right? So I guess I'm not blaming Russia this time. Along with fake news reports that ultimately caused chaos in global markets and a run on the banks. This sounds all ridiculous, but this is this is the deep state for it, right? These events are creating havoc in financial markets, said a narrator of a film shown to the participants, as well as a simulation and seen by Reuters, no less, right? So we got all this predictive programming, but my question is, what is the real reason behind this? If they're going to crash the financial markets, what do the elites gain? Do they gain the theft of all the trillions of dollars they've stolen? You know, there's $100 billion that's missing from the CARES Act alone in the past 24, you know, 18 months, whenever that was, uh, that act was passed in March of 2020. Think about that. $100 billion missing, stolen, whatever, right? I mean, talk about the amount of corruption. It's just incredible. So, Kirk, what is the mechanism that the biz and IMF and World Bank could possibly use to pull the plug on the bathtub called the global economy. Is there a particular, is that in the bond market? Is that in the currency market? What could really get a run on the banks or whatever? I think it's a bond market collapse because you and I have talked about this, Sean and I have talked about this, but Evergrande next year between March and April, and this timing is very peculiar, right? So. So Evergrande can't even make its stinking interest payments, like 150 million, 250 million, you know, from month to month. Let alone in March and April alone, 3.6 billion dollars of a principal payment reduction. Right. So, so it's not just Evergrande though. Uh, the Chinese real estate market is the backbone to the to the global bond market. The global bond market is the backbone to the global derivatives market, which is highly leveraged, right? So, so as Evergrande goes, so does the global bond market and the derivatives market. I see those dominoes knocking each other over, but it's not just Evergrande. Even, even a week and a half ago, uh, one of the second or third largest real estate holding company in China 
had a 50% reduction in its bonds in one day. So, so it's not just Evergrande. This is going to have a spiraling effect. So in any, in any market, whether it's 2009 and the subprime lending bubble, 2000 and the tech stock bubble, right? There's always a pin that pricks that bubble in it bursts, right? So, so what is it that's going to prick this bubble, which this bubble isn't subprimers or tech. This isn't everything bubble, James and Sean. This mm -hmm. is a bond market collapse. It's a real estate collapse. It's a debt collapse. It's a stock market collapse. I think that the pin that might prick that one is why they're, they're having these, these meetings to practice on, right? Practice makes perfect, right? They don't, they don't want to <laughs> screw this one up because this is their grand end game for the change in everything, right? Is a monetary collapse. So I think it could be Evergrande that actually is the pin that pricks this bubble. And that doesn't give people a lot of time, right? That, that they default, my prediction is they default on those principal payments in March and April. If they can't make their interest payments, they're not going to make their principal payments either, right? So, so I think that's the timeline of what we're kind of looking at here is probably by May, it's the wheels fall off the global economy. Yeah, no, I'm agreeing. And there with are you. a lot so of I, different I, things that could pop the bubble, though, right? I mean, you could have uh, a default from a sovereign nation. You you could have uh, the Fed increase rates and just can't service the debt. I mean, what what do you think about that, Kirk? Well, we'll see because Jerome Powell already said they're going to raise rates three times to maybe six times next year. See, they've been so reluctant, Sean, to, to raise rates over the last couple of decades because when you have an economy that's just shackled with debt and you raise rates, it pinches everybody that's living at the margin and that would, that would kill the economy almost overnight. But now with runaway inflation, what James told us earlier of the 9.8%, the multiply that times 2.2, you're looking at well over 20% unofficial inflation. They've now said uh, killing the economy overnight by raising rates isn't as bad as mommies and daddies not being able to feed their babies or, or choosing rent, right? What, which one are you going to pick? So they have to slow down inflation or we do turn into Venezuela, which has now a million percent inflation a year because their currency lost international stature and they just have to print without discretion. See, we're not talking here about banana republics. We're talking about Venezuela not a couple decades ago was the fourth largest economy in the world because of oil. Um, Weimar Republic Germany after during World War I timeframe was the big kid on the block. And they went to inflation so much that they had to pay people in wheelbarrows barrels full of cash twice a day just so the loaf of bread wouldn't double in price by the time they went home for dinner. See, this can happen to big nations when you lose monetary discretion and you start printing money like there's no tomorrow without any tangible backing. The United States is no different. When you have an administration that decides, oh, we'll just we'll just go to the printing press, press a button to fund all these stimulus programs. That's where we're at. And that's why we fight. That's why we're shouting it from the rooftops so people can get out of harm's way and protect themselves from the madness of, of, of policies coming out of D.C. that are trying really doing a pretty good good job of, of killing America quickly. Yeah. And it, it seems like the reserve status of the U S dollar has been the saving grace for a while now, but you've got China and Russia 
coordinating with each other, trying to get rid of their dollar-denominated assets. They've got their own kind of world domination belt and road initiative thing going on. Uh, and then people are abandoning the dollar. They're going into crypto and Bitcoin and all, all kinds of things. Uh, James, I wanted to get your perspective on the global bond market, on how people don't really seem to realize how bad this could go and how fast it could go that way. Well, just let's remember that the Belt Road Initiative for China is, is, only, a, is only a bond for Chinese contractors. That, that is what that is. So if the Chinese bond market blows up, the, the Belt Road Initiative blows up with it. No question. I just want to go back to that previous thing. I just want to, this last line is a classic from the film that Reuters did on the drill simulation of the collapsed financial markets. Quote, unquote, the banks are appealing for emergency liquidity assistance in a multitude of currencies to put a halt to the chaos as counterparties withdraw their funds and limit access to liquidity, leaving the banks in disarray and ruin. Kirk, what does that mean to you? <laughs> okay. Oh, that, that is so eerie that that's actually a quote. Because back in December of 2020, when the Fed actually came up with their list of of 17, well, a list of 15 banks that needed to submit orderly resolution plans to the U.S. bankruptcy orderly. court by December 17th of this year, orderly, it's like, and then when they stripped liquidity out of the system four or five months ago with a reverse repo mechanism, pulled two and a half trillion dollars of liquidity out of the system, and now those are done. We're past December 17th. A year after they announced, hey, there's probably going to be a liquidity crisis in some banks that go under here. And now they're practicing what it would look like. It's like, oh, my word, how how much do we have to be banged upside the head to realize that there is something coming when when you have all the writing on the wall and now they're practicing? Right. You don't practice. This, this reminds me win. of Big Pharma. Big pharma and big government stepping in to save the day, right? You know, they, they cause a crisis and then they provide the solution. So what about the World Bank and International Monetary Fund providing special drawing rights? You know, these SDRs, this kind of pseudo currency to provide liquidity. And then, you know, you've got the dollar tanking. Just say, well, this is the new global reserve currency and and that is the Great Reset. Is that how you see this playing out, guys? I mean... I want to ask both of you how you see the great their version of the Great Reset, how they see it playing out. I think this is a 10 days of darkness. I think this, the whole cyber dark web hacking angle is complete bunk. That's their smokescreen. So they will pantomime away with that somehow. Use the big media, obviously. You know, big media has been propaganda lying about COVID the last 24 months. So why not use big media to continue to lie about the truth on actually why, why the financial markets blow up, which is basically the result of a bankrupt debt-soaked system. That, that's my take. Kirk? See, my take is when you're talking about the Great Reset, that's not a, a financial reset in particular, which is what, what we wanted, you know, as, as freedom-loving people, a, a currency that has accountability, transparency, puts power back in the hands of the people, right? We're talking about the Great Reset, the, the Klaus Schwab's, the IMF, the, the World Bank, the, the G20 nations, right? What is that all about? It's about power. It's about people control. To get global power, you have to knock the big kid off the block. The big kid off the block economically, politically, militarily, everything is the United States. So you dismantle the United States 
by getting rid of our wallets, right? That's the easiest way to do it. And I think that's what they're doing is they're paving the way for a great political reset, which is all about people control power and and eliminating our freedoms. Right. So then the question is, do do you think there's an alternative to the Klaus Schwab reset? Is there an alternative to uh, economic collapse? You know, how can we defend ourselves besides investing in, in silver? Well, I do like investing in silver. I think tangible assets that are private asset is, is a great way to go. When a currency collapses, there's always a transition period. Um, barter is is a <laughs> when when people don't want the currency anymore. I, I think that that's great. But here's where does the where is the end game? You know, if you look at things like quantum financial system, things of that nature, you know, a whether it's a dollar or a cryptocurrency that's backed by gold, the answer is backing a currency with a tangible asset brings accountability, transparency, and respect back to a system that that has lost it. The the central banking system globally has squandered their time in the suns. It's all based on debt. And the populist movement globally is now looking for truth. They're looking for accountability. They're looking for something that's real. You can't get that monetarily without having a tangible backed currency. And what would the great tangible backing be? Gold. It's been done before. People will accept it. Yeah. For thousands of years. I mean, it's what it's what the central banks themselves are hoarding, right? And it's not, as Ben Bernanke said, it's, it's because of tradition. I mean, that was a, a bold-faced lie. Uh, because he knows it's the one thing recognized globally. Uh, James, what's your, your perspective on an alternative reset from the White Hats, uh, the Patriots? You know, what can citizens do to protect themselves? Well, you're just looking at a 6,000 or 5,000-year-old fiat monetary system of control, control of you know, debt enslavement. You know, all the nations, 200 out of like 205 nations are completely you know, in debt and will never climb out of debt. Most of the major corporations are in debt. Very few, like very few apples in the world that you're cash positive. Very few, right? And then you look at all the consumers and all small businesses and all the mortgages. Everything is debt. So in order to replace this defunct, broken, uh, slave system, you have to crash it. It's the only way to remove it. You remove it. You, you know, the people with power or that used to have power for the last couple hundred years, the, the, the Canaanite banksters, when they are powerless and no longer have leverage, they, they, when they can't go pay the police to enforce vaccines, passports, when they can't pay the military to you know, go ensure this or that, when they can't pay whatever, when that system comes to a creeping halt, it's game over for them. They are no longer power. They have nothing. Nothing. They might have leverage on a few people through black, yeah. blackmail, but they have nothing. That's, and you, and you, think about that. Uh, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Uh, you know, people think that uh, you know the billionaire oligarchs and, and the money masters are going to be so powerful when when the system crashes. No, you know they don't have a standing army. They rely on us. And so this is going to be a big moment of weakness for them. It's really whoever yeah. is able to step in. And create that order out of the chaos, and real, and, and create the new system. That's who's going to hold power for a long time. I certainly hope it's uh, good people like the citizens who are watching this show. Uh, James, any other analysis on what's going on in economically you wanted to share today? 
Yeah, I want to talk about the uh, what Kirk and I talked about a little bit last week was the trillion-dollar bond behemoth. You know, it, it blows my mind that we even got $40 trillion in, in, in bond debt globally. $40 trillion. Oh, but that was January 1st, 2020. That was 24 months ago. So in the past two years or 24 months, the that global bond debt market has grown significantly by 25% or $10 trillion. Now it's $50 trillion. And Kirk, when interest rates go up in, let's say, May, as a, as a you know, likely to, to try to t tame the hyperinflation fires, what's that going to do to the bond market? You might as well start saying goodbye. If you don't have bonds, your, your portfolio is going to shrink because the mechanics of the bond market are simple. As interest rates come down, the value of bonds goes up. So bonds were one of the safest investments for the last 38 years because interest rates have been coming down since 1983. So the value of those bonds has been going up. But now with interest rates close to zero, they can't go any lower. You start raising rates, the value of those bonds is going to come down. So now we've got 50 trillion in the global bond market that's all going to come down. It has nowhere to go except for down because of where interest rates are right now. It's not like we can guess and speculate, oh, interest rates are at 7%. Are they going to go up? Are they going to go down? I don't know. We'll just have to see. Interest rates are close to zero. They can only go up from here, which means the value of those bonds globally are going to come down. To me, the, the bond market, I don't care if it's the US or Canada or Europe or Asia, they're toxic, one of the most toxic assets in the world. Here's the creepy thing about that though. Most pension funds, insurance companies are close to 80 to 100% allocated into the bond market. What are they going to do when interest rates start rising and the value of those bonds comes collapsing? I think one of the stories that we're going to see over the next 24 months is a pension fund crisis, too, because of a bond market collapse. Yeah, and there's a potential insurance crisis, especially if there's some kind of disaster or a big payout that's supposed to be happen and then they're not able to do it. And just it's an avalanche. I mean, these things really can snowball uh, quite easily. And it seems like Jerome Powell uh, has his finger on the trigger. And, and, you know, he doesn't to me, he doesn't seem like a person who, who's making the shots here. He seems like a puppet. But I really wonder who is pulling the strings. Is it the deep state or, or is it the White Hats or could it, could it change over time? Because I think whoever controls those rates can, can really uh, you know, pop that bubble. A any final analysis from you guys? Kirk, what, is, what, is the, uh, what, what does 2022 look like you know, coming out of the gate? More hmm. more inflation in Bidenomics or failed yeah, Bidenomics? What do you think? Uh, they're not going to slow it down, James. That's a really great question. The only way inflation goes away is if you stop stimulus or you don't don't raise rates. See, they're going to the, the rates are going to go up next year, but it's going to be a quarter percent here, a quarter percent there, right? And they're not going to stop stimulus. So right out of the gate, right from the jump. In the inflation does not subside, um, And in fact, as they start raising rates and people stop spending money because they can't afford it, now you've got sales tax revenues, property tax revenues, income tax revenues that are going to start diminishing. And so the government's mechanism to try to keep things going while they're raising rates, I believe, is going to be to continue stimulus and continue printing. 
And this is a vicious cycle because they're raising yeah. rates to try to slow down inflation, but they're, I don't believe they're going to stop stimulus anytime soon. And therefore, you've got two things working in concert with, with each other in the wrong direction. So I think 2022 yeah. is going to be significantly worse than 2021. And 2021 wasn't good. And I think 2022 <laughs> right. is going to be worse. And, and we haven't even talked about the political side of this. I mean, what if they try to pull in Australia and the United States? What if they try to lock us down? What if they try to do a vaccine mandate? What if people start dying off from the vaccine injuries? What if there's social unrest? What if people realize the election has been stolen? I mean, you add all of these things. And that's not good for markets. Markets are very, you know, <laughs> sensitive to these to this political unrest. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's time to get prepared, right, uh, James? I mean, you you sent an article article to me, James, about how people really are kind of putting their head in the sand, trying to stay optimistic when they really need to get a sobering look at what could be coming. Uh, any final thoughts from both of you? Uh, go ahead, Kirk. I mean, everything that you just said about the stuff non-economically, seriously, watch James's show. He talks about this stuff all the time. See, politically, economically, socially, they're all connected at the hip, right? You lose one of them, you start to lose all of them. And it's not like you can say, well, which came first, the collapse of the economy or, or the social collapse or the political collapse or the economic? They're all coming down together because they're all interconnected. I would encourage everybody to watch James's show. Keep watching Sean's show. You guys are killing it with cutting edge stuff. And I just come on and talk about how to protect ourselves financially because of the stuff that you're talking about. I mean, my final comments are don't stick your head in the sand after hearing stuff like this. You've got to do something. If, if you stick your head in the sand, and this is the nature of fear. Fear causes people to do nothing. It causes inaction. And if you don't do anything after hearing stuff like this and in and, and times that we're living, you will sink with the ship. But there are things you can do. Protect and preserve. The easy thing to do is go into precious metals, especially silver. At least protect your finances. The politics, the freedoms, that comes with a longer fight, right? But what we can do immediately is protect our finances. I agree. Absolutely. So let me do a quick plug, plug Sean. Uh, the reason for it is I got the publisher of Bobby Kennedy's book. Uh, the Real Anthony Fauci, and he's a publisher of my book, Tony Lyons, on my show tomorrow, Unrestricted Truths at a special time of 3.30. You don't want to miss that. We're going to bring RFK Jr. in January uh, with some show with, with John, John Michael Chambers and I. We'll, we will be doing that uh, in January. Also, on January 4th at 3.30, another special time, we're going to have Del Bigtree, who's done the high wire. He's one that's been involved in the lawsuits, the FOIA requests that have brought more than 6,000 pages of Anthony Fauci stuff in from the darkness of the NIH out to the public. So I'll have Del, Del Bigtree. So I got two big COVID panels coming. And I think I'm bringing in Lee Dundas and Josh Yoder on my show on Wednesday at 3 p.m. this coming Wednesday on Unrestricted Truths to break down the airlines and all of the stuff because apparently on the 5th of January, the 5Gs are going to be ramped up 100%, sort of like what they're doing in Wuhan. So many of the cities that have 5G clusters are going to be turned on, and that has concerned many of the CEOs of the airlines for interference with the navigation and communication. Yeah, that's just another example uh, of something that we're not taking into account with this, this perfect storm that it could occur between the social unrest, political unrest, 
uh, you know, and all of this stuff ha- affecting the economics. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks for the special economic alert. Uh, we're going to go to a word from our sponsor. When we come back, we'll give you the final announcements. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and my pillow, but millions of you out there. Before all this started, I had already written in my memoir, I dedicate this book to anyone that's looking for hope. Well, right now we're all looking for hope. I believe that my story is going to bring inspiration and hope to everyone. By the time you're done reading my book, you will believe that with God, all things are possible. To thank you all for your support, I'm offering some of my best prices ever on my pillow products, including this exclusive bundle. You get my book and these five my pillows. They all have beautiful scenes and verses from the Bible, such as Isaiah 41:10. Do not fear, for I am with you. This six-pack bundle is regularly $219. Now it's just $99.98 and free shipping with your promo code. Go to mypillow.com and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for watching American Media Periscope, America's Patriot-only super channel. Tomorrow, December 28th at 8 p.m., there's a special Zoom call event with James Grunvig and Dave Shostokis. Premium subscribers can watch that for free. They can ask their questions live and get answers. So make sure you sign up as a premium subscriber on our homepage. Tomorrow on Making Sense of the Madness, we have Ryan Dawson. He's an expert on Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Up next tonight, we have Patriot Street Fighter at 8 p.m. Eastern. And don't forget to sign up at seanmorganreport.com to get my breaking news updates. God bless all you patriots. Good night and good luck. Hello, everyone. This is John Michael Chambers, the creator and founder of American Media Periscope. At Periscope, we deliver the news behind the news and the story behind the story, as we are, in fact, on the pulse of truth. American Media Periscope now enters its second year, and I'd like to take this moment and thank you for your continued support. Periscope has a mission unlike any other broadcasting company today because it is centered around you. We are living through raging psyops, sting ops, intelligence, and information war, where other media companies lie and deceive without any shame or moral conscience. We at Periscope are fighting this information war. Many of our show hosts come from the medical, legal, military, and intelligence communities, and we are aggressive in our approach and focused on the mission of restoring our Constitution by empowering you, the American patriot community, with the knowledge, information, skills, attitudes, and insights that will empower you to understand and better serve your family, your community, your town, your state, and our nation. You will meet people on our social media platforms that will help you build teams, and you will be empowered and trained to help President Trump and the White Hats take this country back. So won't you please join us for free or in our premium membership portal and receive all of the best information that the deep state is desperately, desperately trying to silence. But nothing can stop what's coming.